Roses are red, and yes, sometimes blue. If you believe that violets were blue, what the fuck is wrong with you? Welcome to Roxy's Got Moxie, where I drop truth bombs with F-bombs. Today's episode is brought to you by years of experience, trauma, emotional scarring, fucked up movies about love, and especially Christmas love stories. Expectations and pressures of society also had a hand in the making of this episode because, God forbid, we should think for ourselves and have a say in what would make us happy. At the end of this episode, I hope that you will learn to learn and unlearn many things because in the course of your life, this can be a make or break type of thing. In a world where the truth is twisted, manipulated, and downright discarded, I think it is important to carve our own path and to look within ourselves to find our own truths. At the end of the day, society can go fuck itself because you alone get to live with the choices you make no matter what anyone says. I will share with you the things I learned and it was mostly just unlearning the pervasive messages that bombard us both in media and in real life. Lesson number one. The one is not who you think it is. If you're not familiar with this one concept, then let me enlighten you. This obviously and definitely has nothing to do with Neo and the Matrix. Also, if you haven't watched it, shit, watch it. Trinity is a fucking badass. The one is supposedly your one and only partner for life. And once you find them, you will achieve fairy tale status, the ever elusive happily ever after. What utter bullshit. Before you say, but I know someone who found their one, they're living happily ever after. Or, but I have found the one and we're very happy. Let me clarify. If you have found your supposed one, good for you and I hope that you live long and prosper. I have nothing against that. If you think somebody else found their one because they seem perfect for each other, I just have one question for you. How the fuck do you know? The number of seemingly perfect partners on the surface, but in reality are toxic? as probably the same number of unsolicited dick pics that have been sent. Way too fucking many. Let's burst that bubble of delusion just a bit with my chainsaw of reality. Many people who want to find this one person are hopeful at best, entitled at worst. Usually they have to fall into a criteria to be the one. They have to be good-looking, smart, can make you laugh, sexy, romantic, and all the other traits that are nearly impossible to be in one individual. And if there was a person like that, then who are you to deserve such a person? Okay, this is not to offend you. I'm sure you're, you know, acceptable. For others, you're probably a decent human being that does not waste the precious oxygen this planet offers us. This is just a little bit of slap of reality, just a tiny bit. Usually, the, this is the basic scenario. Your love life and our personal life is shitty. Here comes your knight in shining fucking armor to save you from whatever life you have. There are female knights, just so you know, so it doesn't matter what gender of whoever your knight is. But the point that they have in your life is to save you, make your life better, and just ultimately to make you happy. I am a proponent of asking for help when you need it. But relying on someone else to solve all your problems for you, plus make you happy, and all you have to do it in exchange as well, exist in their lives, maybe fuck you? I mean, it's essentially fucking lazy, entitled, and ultimately does not really help you as an individual. Do you have strawberry-flavored pussy? Or does your dick ooze with white chocolate that someone will just willingly do this for you in exchange for that? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you don't. 
And no, we don't have to be these things to be worthy of someone. We all deserve the kind of love that makes us feel valued, loved, and respected. Except for child molesters, human traffickers, rapists, those with narcissistic personality disorders, corrupt politicians, and in general, those who thrive in the suffering of others. What you deserve is to be tortured psychologically until we can hear the audible snap of your brain and then we proceed to do to you what you have done to others. Okay, that got dark for a bit. I digress. Um, so I'm here to offer an alternative to this one concept. Someone who will solve your problems, make your life better, and ultimately make you happy. And for those who are smart enough to figure it out, yes, ding, ding, ding. That one is you. Who else will make the effort to make your life better, solve your problems, and make you happy? You. I'm not saying you don't ask for help or that you do it yourself. I'm saying it starts with you. Unless you want to help yourself and make your life better, it will never be better. Not for all the money, love, and fame in the world will your life be as what your picture of happiness will be until you make a move to be helped. If you're going to ask about people who have supposedly found their one, I'm willing to bet that there were a lot of internal processes that before they were able to get to their one. And even then, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't a one-sided thing. Both parties had to be the one for themselves first before they were ready to find or be someone else's one. So now that I have helped you find your one, you're welcome. Lesson number two. Moving on is a choice. I don't give a flying fuck if they were your first love, greatest love, best sex, or whatever it is they served in your life. There are many times that we have to move on from someone or something, but we don't. And not because we can't, but we just choose not to. Also, it doesn't matter how you do it, but I would caution you against alcohol and drugs because I don't understand why you would destroy your body. You are not a house or a condo that needs to be redecorated to fit your mental state. Wag kang mandamay. Wasak na nga puso mo. Isasama mo pa atay mo. Wala namang kinalaman yung atay mo sa mga desisyon mo sa buhay. Anyway, sleeping around is fine as long as you're safe because we don't go chasing waterfalls. Nakamamatay. The only thing that's waiting for you at the end of every waterfall is either harsh currents determined to drown you or ragged sharp boulders excited to open your skull. Yes, I know about complicated relationships that are like quantum physics. The challenge of getting out of this is you know it exists, but you are not prepared for the mindfuck it brings you when you finally experience it. Let me give you a very good example of a complicated relationship. The ones in an abusive domestic relationship. So when I was younger and didn't experience it, it was so goddamn easy for me to say, if your partner hits you once, you leave. End of story. I would never even let someone else do that to me. Boy, was I fucking wrong. Means and meron mga moments when we want to go back in time just to slap ourselves silly because we know not what we say. Or we're just stupid as fuck. Or both. Wait, what was my point? Oh yeah. Those abusive domestic relationships are part of these complicated relationships and it isn't as easy to get out of them as we would initially think. The first time my ex hit me, fuck, that was, it was surreal. Never mind the physical shock of the hit. The psychological shock was jarring, to say the least. And mind you, if you read about domestic abuse, there are many other things that happen before the actual hitting. But that's for another episode. Again, my point is that there are complicated relationships and it isn't as easy as people think. And it doesn't mean you don't move on. It just means 
It takes a lot more planning, steps, and a bit more time, but eventually, the road you pave should lead there. This also does not just apply to people who have broken up. We often forget that relationships change, and there are times when it changes into something that no longer contributes to our happiness and or well-being. You are free to move on from what used to make you happy. We like to say that people grow apart, but a reality that we never talk about is that some people do grow, and and the people around them, unfortunately, don't. You'd think that I'm just talking about romantic relationship, and you'd be wrong. Relatives are also part of people who you can move on from, especially if they do not contribute to your well-being. If your supposed family are nice to you only because you give them money, or ikaw yung nag-aasikaso ng mga kaputang inahanap pinagagawa nila dahil hindi sila marunong makinig sa'yo, eh hayaan mo sila. Once you tell them to stop doing stupid things and they continue to do stupid things, hayaan mo sila sa mga katangahan nila and hayaan mo din sila magdusa sa mga kahina ka sa mga kahihinatnan ng katangahan nila. Okay, that was hard. Let me give you examples. If you tell a person, okay, I guess, I guess just one example. If you tell a person to stop smoking and drinking because they're already suffering, suffering from other ailments because they're old, then let them choose the way they want to die. It's their life. If able, just ensure they have St. Peter's insurance. That way, it isn't that inconvenient for the rest of the living to take care of his dumbass for dying earlier when he could have prevented it. I swear that complacency would be the downfall of humanity. That and entitlement. Yes, moving on will be uncomfortable. In some cases, it will hurt like fucking hell. But that's growth. Moving on is not just a choice to be happier. It is a choice to allow yourself to grow. There will always be problems in your life. You just gotta choose better problems. Would you rather lament about how your partner abuses you emotionally, psychologically, and or physically? Or would you rather lament how it's hot and you still have to visit a few apartments because you're moving out of your now ex's place? Choose your fucking consequences. Lesson number three. Learn your lessons. Learn your fucking lessons. In every kind of relationships we have, whether friends, family, lovers, romantic partners, relatives, what have you, and especially your relationship with yourself, there are lessons to learn and pills that are hard to swallow. I heard somewhere that when we pray for patience or wisdom or strength or whatever else, the universe does not give us those things. The universe weaves us into situations where we have the opportunity to be those things, to be patient, to be wiser, or to be stronger. And until we acquire those things, we will keep running into the same situation over and over. Punyeta minsan talaga si universe Walang pakundangan din. Pero kasi din, minsan, matigas ulo natin, or we flat out refuse what the universe is telling us. Minsan nga, it is no longer a sign. It is a fucking banner type on a highway, with our full name on it, telling us something. And yet, nope, we miss it. Kasi nga, ayaw natin tanggapin. Because many times, it means our ego will crash and burn, our pride will take a hit, or we lose the things that we're comfortable with. But if the universe tells you that something is not for you, doesn't it mean that it's because there's something better out there for you and the universe wants you to have that over whatever it is that you're holding on to? Nothing says you learned your lesson more than the application of that knowledge. 
The moment that your knowledge of something turns into a skill or ability that you can tap into and demonstrate is a time when the universe can stop bludgeoning these lessons into your life. I am not sure if you have been taking it for granted or need to hear the obvious that pain is your body's call to action. When you are in pain, you are asked by your body to do something about it. Either get yourself out of a certain situation or rest. Do not ignore this because this is our primal instinct telling us how to survive, not to mention the longer you expose yourself to trauma, the more difficult it is to treat. There's a reason why you can treat first degree burns at home, but once it progresses to the third degree, you need a medical professional. It's the exact same thing as when you make a minor boo-boo in life, you can just go to a friend and after a conversation, you're fine to go about your day. But when something major happens, a close loved one passing or you're being exposed to trauma, then you can seek professional help. There is no shame in asking for help. Time doesn't heal wounds. You are a big proponent of how, when, and what it is that you heal. You have to actively participate in your healing process because we tend to shove down difficult emotions the way we shove down our exes to eat, you know, us. And you might be thinking, how did the poem in the beginning relate to what I just talked about? There were a number of lessons that the pandemic has taught us. One of which is that our mental health is as important as our physical health. And the poem I mentioned is a very good example of believing something just because it has been repeated more than a million times and therefore we never even suspect if it is true or not. Always best to find your own truth, your own definition of happiness and success. These things are very different for everyone because we are different from each other and we value different things. This is Roxy reminding you that happiness is never force nor dictated. Love is never cruel nor toxic. Whatever anyone else tells you, you choose the consequences of your life. Whether that be positive or negative is solely based on your experience. But what I would want to tell you is to live responsibly. At the end of the day, it is your life that you waste or experience. It is your choice which one.